Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the History of Birdland podcast. I am your host, Andy Snakowski, better known Andy Snacks. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Snacks. And today, we're going to continue the discussion of the 2012 season in my last episode, episode number 12. I did a complete season recap of the 2012 Baltimore Orioles season. So today, I decided the next episode would just be continuing to talk about that season and go over the Orioles' playoff run in 2012. So first of all, let's just uh, do a quick recap and look at how the season ended for the American and National Leagues. In the American League East, the New York Yankees were actually the number one seed. They were 95-67, and 67, so no 100-win no team in the American League. Uh, they beat out the Orioles by uh, two games at 93-69. and 69. The Orioles were one of the wild-card teams. In the American League Central, the Detroit Tigers would win the Central at 88-74. and 74. They edged out the White Sox by just three games. And the American League West had two uh, teams representing in the American League playoffs. The Oakland Athletics edged out the Texas Rangers. The A's were 94-68. and 68. The Rangers 93-69, and 69, just one game back. So in the three divisional races in the American League, the AL East was decided by two games. The AL Central was decided by three games. The AL West was just decided by one game. So very tight races in the American League. As for the National League, the number one overall seed was the Washington Nationals, 98-64. and 64. So 2012, there was no 100-game winners in Major League Baseball, period. Uh, the Atlanta Braves would finish second in the East. They would earn one of those wild card spots at 94 and 68, four games back of the Nats. In the National League Central, the Cincinnati Reds would win the division at 97 and 65. They edged out the St. Louis Cardinals, who had the other wild card spot in the National League. They were 88 and 74, nine games back. So a pretty comfortable win for the Reds. And in the National League West, the San Francisco Giants, 94 and 68. They won it over the Dodgers by eight games. This was also the first year that we had the extended playoffs in Major League Baseball. Before, or up until this point, they had the three divisions. They, then you would have the three division winners, one wild card team, and that was it for the playoffs. And this year was the first year that they extended the playoffs to have two wild card teams. Those two wild card teams would face in a one-game playoff, and the winner would go on to face the number one seed, basically, in their respective leagues. So this was the first time that we had an extended playoffs in baseball, and the Orioles would play in the first-ever American League wildcard game, and it would not be an easy task for them as they would face the two-time defending American League champion, Texas Rangers. So leading into the wildcard game, since the Orioles were the fifth seed and the Rangers were the four seed. Uh, the Rangers would host the first ever wild card game in the American League playoffs. And going into this game, it was a question of whether or not, or a question of who would start for the Orioles. If you needed a one-game playoff starter, who would you go with? And just, just to give you some of the names of this Orioles team, I mean, we, we talked about it uh, in my last podcast, uh, like some of the records, but the Orioles had the likes of Jake Arrieta, who actually didn't play much of a role for most of the season. Miguel Gonzalez, Chris Tillman, Jason Hamill, uh, Wei-Yin Chen. But the Orioles, 
and Buck Showalter decides to go with Joe Saunders, 31-year-old pitcher, left-handed pitcher for the Orioles. Didn't have a horrible year. He went 3-3, three and three, made seven starts on the year with a 3.63 ERA. So not the worst numbers in the world for a guy who's pitching a one-game playoff, but also probably not the first name you would have thought if you had to do a winner-take-all game to pitch for you. But that's where Buck Showalter went. Joe Saunders would get the start. So on October 5th, 2012, the Orioles and Rangers would face in the first ever American League wildcard playoff game. As I mentioned, Joe Saunders got the start for the Orioles. For the Rangers, you Darvish. So a, a pretty daunting task for the Orioles going into this game to face the Rangers. As I mentioned, two-time defending American League champions. Uh, lost both of those World Series, unfortunately, for them. So here's how the starting lineups were for the two teams. For the visiting Baltimore Orioles, Nate McClough led off and played left field. J.J. Hardy batting second and playing shortstop. Chris Davis batting third and actually playing right field in this game. Adam Jones batting fourth, playing center field. Matt Wieters batting fifth and catching. Jim Tomey, the experienced uh, power hitter, 600 home run guy, batting sixth and DHing. Mark Reynolds batting seventh, playing first base. Ryan Flaherty batting eighth, playing second base. And the rookie Manny Machado batting ninth and playing third base. For the Rangers... Ian Kinsler batting first, playing second base. Elvis Andrews batting second, playing shortstop. Josh Hamilton batting third, playing left field. Adrian Beltre batting fourth, playing third base. Batting fifth, Nelson Cruz playing right field. Michael Young would bat sixth and, and play first base. Mike Napoli batting seventh and DHing. Giovanni Soto catching and batting eighth. And Craig Gentry batting ninth, playing center field. And as I mentioned, the two starting pitchers for this game, Joe Saunders for the Orioles, you Darvish for the Rangers. So we get started, bottom of the first inning, and the Orioles strike early. Nate McClough would reach on an error. He would then steal second base, and J.J. Hardy singled up the middle on two batters into the game, and the Orioles take an early one nothing lead in Texas over the tough you Darvish. But the Orioles would get nothing else the rest of the inning. So we go to the bottom of the first. The Rangers start off with Ian Kinsler walking, and then Elvis Andrews would single. Kinsler would go to third. Uh, and then the, the powerful left-hander Josh Hamilton came up, but he, he grounded into a double play. A run would score, but two big outs. I think the Orioles would take that, get two big outs in exchange for a run, and the game is tied at 1-1. One and one. The game would remain tied until the sixth inning where the Orioles would come up. Tied 1-1, Hugh Darvish is still pitching. J.J. Hardy led off the inning with a single. Chris Davis would single to right as well. Hardy would go to third. Adam Jones came up, and he would hit a sack fly to right field. J.J. Hardy would score. The Orioles would take a 2-1 lead in the sixth inning. In the top of the seventh inning, the Orioles would add to their lead. They'd start off the inning with Mark Reynolds striking out. Ryan Flaherty would single to left. Manny Machado would bunt, and Dino, who had just came in for the uh, uh, Ryan Flaherty and would pinch run, he advanced to second. A wild pitch by the new pitcher now, Derek Holland, who, who came out after the Manny Machado bunt. 
Nate McLeod would capitalize on that wild pitch. He would single in that in that same at bat, and Andino would score, and the Orioles are now up three to one in the seventh inning. So we go to the top of the ninth. It's still Orioles three, Rangers one, and the Orioles would add some much needed insurance. So Jim Tomey would lead off the inning with a walk. Mark Reynolds strikes out swinging. Robert Andino doubles, and Tomey goes to third. And the next two batters, Manny Machado singles. A run scores. It's now 4-1. to one. Nate McClouth would, would fly out, sacrifice fly. Another run scores, and the Orioles take a 5-1 to one lead in the ninth inning, which brings up the bottom of the ninth, and the Orioles bring in closer Jim Johnson who had an all-star year. As I mentioned in my last podcast on the 2012 season recap, he was one of the three Orioles All-Stars for 2012, but he had a little bit of a struggle here in the bottom of the ninth. Adrian Beltre would lead off and fly out, and then Nelson Cruz singled, and after uh, Michael Young grounded out, so now there's two away, Cruz got the second on the fielder's choice, Mike Napoli would walk, and then Jerickson Profar would single, and now you got the bases loaded. So the bases are loaded, two outs. David Murphy comes up to the plate, and here's the call thanks to TBS. Fly ball left field. Nate McClough is there. And the magical season of the Baltimore Orioles continues. The first ever American League wild card game goes to Baltimore. So as you heard on that call, the magical season of the Orioles continues a dramatic, I guess you could say. They won 5-1, to one, but the Rangers did load the bases in the bottom of the ninth inning with a chance to do some damage or maybe even extend the game. But Jim Johnson gets out of it. So for the first time since 1997, the Orioles are going to the American League Division Series. And... I mentioned earlier about how Joe Saunders was a risky pick or a pick that was being maybe scrutinized a little bit. And uh, his stat line for the game, five and two-thirds innings, gave up six hits, one run, one walk, four strikeouts. So really good outing by Joe Saunders. Uh, The other pitchers in the game for the Orioles, Darren O'Day and Brian Mattis had flawless outings. Jim Johnson, a rough ninth inning, but he got through it and got the save and the Orioles would win 5-1. to one. A couple stats for the Orioles hitting-wise. Nate McClouth, 1-4 for with two RBIs and a run scored. J.J. Hardy, 2-5 for five with an RBI and a run scored. Other than that, really not a lot going on for the Orioles. Manny Machado, 1-3. for three. Ryan Flaherty, 1-3. for three. Jim Tomey, 1-3. for three. But the top of the lineup really produced. Like I said, Nate McClouth, the leadoff hitter, two RBIs. J.J. Hardy, the uh, second hitter, had one RBI. So the Orioles win the wild card game 5-1 to one and are now moving on to the American League Division Series to take on arch rivals, division rivals, the New York Yankees. So here we go. Stage is set. The New York Yankees and Orioles in a best-of-five division series. And this was before they changed the division series to what it is now. In a five-game series, it goes two home, two away, or it's 2-2-1. Two, two, So the first two games would have been in Baltimore, second two games in New York, and then the third game in Baltimore, or the fifth game in Baltimore. But back then, it was still 2-3. So since the Yankees were the number one seed, they would get games three, four, and five at home, whereas the Orioles would get games one and two at home. 
I was actually bo- at both games one and two of this series. First time the Orioles had been in or uh, hosted a playoff game in 15 years. I had to get my tickets, so I was able to go to both games one and two. And before we get into this, like I just have to say, easily one of my top two or three sporting moments of my life. Even though they didn't win both games, just being in Oriole Park at Camden Yards for a playoff game, even waving those stupid towels, because we always make fun of them being Ravens fans. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a Baltimore fan. We always make fun of the Steelers for doing the terrible towel. But damn it, if I wasn't waving my towel in both of those games for the Orioles and Yankees in the playoffs, it was just a fun atmosphere. Really awesome to see the Orioles back in the postseason. But let's get into it. So, uh, game one was on October 7th, 2012, between the Orioles and the Yankees. Uh, go through, uh, just do the pitchers uh, real quick. CC Sabathia would start for the Yankees. Uh, Jason Hamill would pitch for the Orioles. We'll run through the lineups here. The Yankees, Derek Jeter, Lee Noth playing short. Ichiro Suzuki, second, playing left. Alex Rodriguez, third, batting third. Playing third, batting third. Robinson Cano batting fourth, playing second base. Nick Swisher batting fifth and playing right. Mark Teixeira batting sixth and playing first base. Curtis Granderson batting seventh and playing center field. Russell Martin batting eighth and catching. Raul Banez would be DHing and batting ninth. And and Raul Banez is a name that we're going to mention later in this podcast. So get ready for that. For the Orioles, not much change from. Uh, the wild card game against the Rangers, Nate McLeod leading off, J.J. Hardy second, Adam Jones third, Matt Weeders fourth, Mark Reynolds batting fifth, Manny Machado moves up in the lineup to bat sixth, Chris Davis batting seventh, Lou Ford will get the start at DH in this game, and Robert Andino again at second base. So the scoring again started early in this game, just kind of like it did in the wild card game, top of the first inning. Uh, Jason Hamill's starter for the Orioles runs into some early trouble. Derek Jeter singles to center field. Then Ichiro Suzuki comes up and he doubles. Jeter scores. And just like that, two batters into the game. Yankees are up one nothing, Almost exactly like the wild card game for the Orioles. Two batters into the game. They took an early one nothing lead. Uh, no more damage done in the top of the first inning. The Yankees again leading one nothing after one. No scoring would happen until the bottom of the third, and it's the Orioles. Uh, They start the inning off with a Chris Davis single, then Lou Ford would single as well, so you got two on and nobody out. Robert Andino, a sacrifice bunt, moves both runners up, and then Nate McLeod comes up, singles into right field. Both Davis and Ford would score, and the Orioles take a 2-1 to lead in the bottom of the third, so through three. The Orioles lead 2-1. to one. The Yankees would not wait long to respond, however. Top of the fourth, Alex Rodriguez leads it off with a walk. Robinson Cano would then ground out. It was a fielder's choice. Rodriguez would make it to second. Nick Swisher would then walk, so two on, one out. Uh, Mark Teixeira comes up. He singles into right field. Alex Rodriguez scores, and the Yankees would tie the game up at 2-2 two to two in the fourth inning. And then the game kind of ran into a stalemate. Uh, so 2-2 in the fourth inning, the Yankees tied it up, and there would be no more runs scored until the ninth inning, and the wheels kind of came off here for the Orioles. So it's 2-2 in the top of the ninth. Jim Johnson comes in, and again, we mentioned, or I mentioned, that he had a tough time 
in the wild card game, loaded the bases against the Rangers, got out of it, but had a very tough time. The inning did not start very well. Russell Martin leads off the top of the ninth inning for the Yankees. It's a solo home run, so immediately the Yankees take a 3-2 to two lead. The next two batters, Raul Abanez and Derek Jeter, both single. Abanez uh, goes to third on the Jeter single. Then Ichiro Suzuki, an infield hit. Jeter to second. Nunez scores. Now it's 4-2 to two Yankees. Uh, finally, there's an out. Alex Rodriguez strikes out again to Jim Johnson. And then Robinson Cano comes up. He doubles to left field. Two runs would score. And now it's 6-2 to two Yankees. And then that's it for Jim Johnson. Not a good day, night for him. Only records one out. Tommy Hunter comes in for Jim Johnson. His first batter, Nick Swisher. He gets an out. He flies out, but a run scores. And the Yankees take a 7-2 lead. And the Orioles would go very quietly in the ninth inning. And the Yankees would take game one, 7-2, to take the lead in the series, one game to none. A couple of stats for the game. CC Sabathia, the winning pitcher, pitched eight and two-thirds innings. So he pitched really well for the Yankees, 120 pitches. Gave up eight hits, two runs, struck out seven, just one walk. Jason Hamill, the starter for the Orioles, five and two-thirds innings. Four hits, two runs, four walks. That kind of hurt him, and five strikeouts. As we just mentioned, Jim Johnson only got a third of an inning, gave up five hits, five runs, four of them earned, one strikeout. Not a good day for Jim Johnson, and the Orioles would lose game one, seven to two. So here we go, game two on the very next night, October 8th, 2012. Orioles looking to bounce back. Again, let's run through the lineups real, real quick. Don't want this episode to go too long, but let's run through the lineups here real quick. Uh, for the Yankees, Derek Jeter leading off, Ichiro Suzuki batting second, Alex Rodriguez batting third, Robinson Cano batting fourth, Nick Swisher batting fifth, Mark DeShera batting sixth, Russell Martin batting seventh, Curtis Granderson batting eighth, and Eduardo Nunez batting ninth. For the Orioles, Nate McLeod leading off, J.J. Hardy batting second, Chris Davis batting third, Adam Jones batting fourth, Matt Wieters batting fifth, Mark Reynolds batting sixth, Jim Tomey batting seventh, Manny Machado batting eighth, and Robert Andino batting ninth. Starting pitchers tonight, Andy Pettit for the Yankees, Wei-Yin Chen for the O's. And again, the Yankees would not waste a lot of time getting on the board. Top of the first inning, single by Derek Jeter. Ichiro reaches on an error, so now Jeter goes to second. Uh, but then Alex Rodriguez lines into a double play, so it looks like the Orioles might get out of the inning. But then Robinson Cano doubles into right field. Ichiro would score, and the Yankees take an early one nothing lead in the game. That one nothing lead would hold up until the bottom of the third inning. The Orioles come up. The inning starts with Jim Tomey flying out, and then Manny Machado grounds out, so it looks like it's going to be a very quick inning. But Andino singles, McLeod singles, J.J. Hardy walks, Chris Davis comes up, he singles into right field, two runs would score, and the Orioles take a 2-1 to lead here in the bottom of the third. The Orioles would add to that 2-1 to lead in the bottom of the sixth inning. Matt Wieters opened the inning with a double to center field, and then Mark Reynolds comes up, singles, Wieters would score, and the Orioles now lead 3-1. to The Yankees, however, did not waste much time to get right back in it in the top of the seventh. Eduardo Nunez doubles. Jeter comes up in singles to drive Nunez in. 
Yankees cut the lead down to three to two, but they would do no more damage in the top of the seventh. So we go to the ninth, the Orioles leading three to two, clinging on to a one run lead and got to give Buck Showalter some credit here. He goes right back to Jim Johnson the very next night. I mean, he was the closer. He did have a very good season, all-star year. This ninth inning, much, much better for Jim Johnson. Derek Jeter would lead off the inning with a ground out to shortstop. Then Ichiro would come up. He grounds out as well. And then Alex Rodriguez strikes out swinging, so a quick, easy one, two, three inning for Jim Johnson. And the Orioles have their first win, playoff home win, at Camden Yards for the first time since 1997. They win the game 3-2. to two. Series is tied at one game apiece. couple quick stats here from game two. Wei-Yin Chen, the winning pitcher, six and a third inning, eight hits, two runs, one of them earned, three strikeouts. Andy Pettit goes seven innings for the Yankees, three runs on seven hits, uh, and he gets the loss, and the Orioles win the game, game number two in Baltimore, the last game in Baltimore in the series because now it goes to New York for the rest of the way. But they uh, win three to two. So game three, October 10th in Yankee Stadium of the American League Division Series. Again, quickly through the lineups here for the visiting Orioles, Nate McLeod batting first, J.J. Hardy batting second, Chris Davis batting third, Adam Jones batting fourth, Matt Wieters batting fifth, Jim Tomey batting sixth, Mark Reynolds batting seventh, Ryan Flaherty batting eighth, and Manny Machado batting ninth. For the Yankees, Derek Jeter batting first, Ichiro Suzuki batting second, Alex Rodriguez batting third, Robinson Cano batting fourth, Nick Swisher batting fifth, Mark Teixeira batting sixth, Curtis Granderson batting seventh, Russell Martin batting eighth, and Eric Chavez batting ninth. The starting pitchers tonight for the both teams, uh, Miguel Gonzalez for the Orioles, Hiroki Kuroda for the Yankees. And this was the first time that we didn't get a run in the first inning. In the first two games, uh, the Yankees scored in the, in the top of the first inning. That would not happen in this one. Our first run, however, did come from the road team. Top of the third inning, uh, after a ground out by Mark Reynolds, Ryan Flaherty comes up and hits a solo home run. Uh, to put the Orioles on the board and give them a one nothing lead in the top of the third. The Yankees, however, quickly responded. In the bottom of the third, Curtis Granderson led off with a strikeout, and then Russell Martin doubled. A ground out by Eric Chavez got Martin to third, and then Derek Jeter comes up and triples to dead center field. The tying run would score in Martin, and it's now 1-1. Top of the fifth inning, the Orioles again would go deep. This time it's Manny Machado. He leads off the inning with a home run to give the Orioles the lead again at 2-1. to one. It would stay 2-1 to one until the bottom of the ninth inning where, again, Jim Johnson can't get out of an inning. So this is the third game he's pitched in and the second game he's had trouble in. So the inning gets let off by Ichiro. He lines out, but then Raul Abanez comes up Solo home run to right center field to tie the game at two apiece. Johnson would get the next two guys, but the damage is done, and the game is tied at two, and we're going into extra innings. No runs scored in the 10th, 11th, top of the 12th, nothing doing. And then it's that man again, Raul Abanez comes up in the bottom of the 12th inning, now facing Brian Mattis, and another home run, his second of the game, and the Yankees would walk it off. They'd win 3-2. to two and take a 2-1 lead in the series. So a heartbreaking loss, another rough outing 
for Jim Johnson. Again, some quick stats. Miguel Gonzalez, what a great game for him for the Orioles. Pitched seven innings, obviously a no decision since it went into extras. He gave up five hits, just one run, struck out eight. Great, great performance by him. And Hiroki Kuroda, just as good. Eight and a third inning, five hits, two runs. Both of them earned three strikeouts. Again, Jim Johnson with the tough outing, gave up the one run on one hit, and the Orioles would lose three to two and now be facing elimination in game four. So we move on to game four. October 11th, 2012, Orioles at the Yankees. Going through the lineups for game four, Nate McClough would lead off. J.J. Hardy bats second. Chris Davis batting third. Adam Jones bats fourth. Matt Wieters batting fifth. Jim Tomey batting sixth. Mark Reynolds batting seventh. Ryan Flaherty batting eighth. And Manny Machado batting ninth. For the Yankees, Derek Jeter batting first. Ichiro batting second. Mark Teixeira batting third. Robinson Cano batting fourth. Alex Rodriguez batting fifth. Nick Swisher batting sixth. Russell Martin batting seventh, Curtis Granderson batting eighth, and Jason Nix getting his first start of the series for the Yankees. And uh, starting pitchers, Joe Saunders, the wild card hero for the Orioles, and Phil Hughes for the Yankees. So just like game three, not a lot of scoring early on. In fact, the first run of the game would not come until the fifth inning where Nate McClouth would lead off the top of the fifth and a solo home run off of Phil Hughes to give the Orioles a one nothing lead in the fifth. In the bottom of the sixth inning, leadoff double by Derek Jeter. Ichiro would bunt him over to third after a Mark Teixeira walk. Robinson Cano grounds out, but the run would score, and the Yankees would tie it at 1-1. That 1-1 score would hold up, and again, back in the second straight game, we're going to extra innings. So it would go into the 13th inning. So top of the 13th, a double by Manny Machado, a ground out by Nate McLeod, drives Machado to the third. J.J. Hardy would come up and double to deep left field. Machado scores easily because he was already on third base. No more damage done, but the Orioles would take a 2-1 to one lead in the 13th inning. So here we go, the adventures of Jim Johnson. So we, again, we go to the bottom of the 13th. Jim Johnson comes in. Mark Teixeira strikes out looking. Robinson Cano lines out. And then Eric Chavez lines out as well. And a 1-2-3 inning for Jim Johnson. Orioles win 2-1. Another uh, long extra inning affair. But the Orioles have tied the series at two games apiece. And will now force a winner-take-all game five. couple stats here. Joe Saunders, another solid outing, outing for him. Five and two-thirds innings. Three hits, one earned run. He struck out five. Phil Hughes for the Yankees, four, uh, six and two-thirds innings, four hits, one earned run, and eight strikeouts. Orioles win two to one, and again, like I said, force a game five in New York. So here we go, game five of the American League Division Series, Yankees Stadium, Orioles, Yankees, October 12th, 2012. Let's go through the lineups real quick. For the Orioles, Nate McLeod leading off. J.J. Hardy batting second, Adam Jones batting third, Chris Davis batting fourth, Matt Wieters batting fifth, Manny Machado batting sixth, Mark Reynolds batting seventh, Lou Ford the started DH and batting eighth, Robert Andino batting ninth, playing second base for the Yankees, Derek Jeter batting first, Ichiro second, Robinson Cano third, Mark Teixeira batting fourth, Raul Banez batting fifth, Nick Swisher batting sixth, 
Curtis Granderson batting seventh, Russell Martin batting eighth, and Eric Chavez batting ninth. Uh, game five starters, same as game one. Jason Hamill for the Orioles, CC Sabathia for the Yankees. So like the last few games in this series, the scoring did not come early. We go through the first four and a half innings with no score. The Yankees are the first team to break through in the bottom of the fifth, a single by Mark Teixeira to lead off the inning. Then he steals second base, and then a single by that man again, Raul Abanez, drives into Teixeira, and the Yankees take a one nothing lead. In the top of the sixth inning, maybe the most controversial part of the series happens. Lou Ford would ground out to lead off the inning. Robert Andino would fly out. And then Nate McClouth came up to set up this. That ball's in the air to right. It's along the line. Fair or foul? That is a foul ball. We had to wait. Field and Culberth is on the line in right. Buck Showalter wants to make sure. Man, that from up here where we are, that was very close. Hard to tell from up here. I thought it was fair, but. Wow. It looked foul to me. Sometimes you see if the ball disappears when you have an angle looking at the pole. I used to do that from shortstop down the third baseline. Here comes the ball. Can you see it all the way through? I think at this point it's already over the foul pole, isn't it? Yeah. The umpires are going to gather now on the infield grass. Unless it nicked the pole, it's foul. Let's see if we're going to have a review here or not. So maybe it's a different view. That was quick, though. Well, he asked me if he'd throw a fastball in that situation. If he asked me again, I think he'd throw a slider. <laughs> no. he'll, he'll change the pitch. And you could hear from the crowd reaction. Foul ball. No question it was on the other side of the pole. The question was, did it possibly nick that pole on the way by? And when I see that, it looks... It's going to stay a foul ball. So Nate McClouth was that close, and thanks to TBS for the call on that. But it looked, I mean, I know I'm an Oriole fan, and I know this is an Orioles podcast, but, man, did that ball look like it nicked the foul pole, and that would have tied the game at one. It might have been a totally different game. Who knows? Maybe it wouldn't have done anything at all, but at that time, the Orioles could have tied it at one made it a ball game. So after that, the Yankees in the bottom half of the sixth inning would capitalize on the Orioles not getting that run. Derek Jeter would walk with one out, and then Ichiro doubles him in to make it 2 nothing Yankees. And then in the bottom of the seventh, the Yankees continue to add to their lead. Curtis Granderson with a solo home run. It is now 3 to nothing Yankees. The Orioles would put up a fight here in the top of the eighth, though. So down 3 nothing. 
Uh, Matt Wieters would single to start the inning off, and then Machado would walk. Mark Reynolds strikes out. There's two on and one out. Lou Ford would single. Wieters scores. Machado goes to second to make it three to one. But then Andino would he he would get an infield single to load the bases. Nate McLeod, who almost hit that home run earlier in the game, he strikes out. J.J. Hardy grounds out, and the threat is over for the Orioles. And really, that was their last threat of the game. Uh, in the top of the ninth, with the last chance for the Orioles to do something, three up, three down, Jones flies out, Davis strikes out, Weeders grounds out, and the series is over. The Orioles would lose. Game five, three to one, lose the series three to two, an ultra competitive series, though. You can't really complain about how com- how close these games were. You take away-, away game one where the Yankees exploded for five runs in the ninth inning. Uh, the game two was a one-run game. Game three was a one-run game. Game four was a one-run game. And game five was a two-run game. Really close back and forth. And the controversial no home run call in game five. Did it cost the Orioles? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. But it the Orioles really showed themselves well in this series, really competing until the the last out. And uh the Yankees would go on to win the series three games to two. To recap the rest of the playoffs in 2012. In the other American League Division Series, the Detroit Tigers beat the Athletics three games to two. In the National League, in the Division Series, the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Nationals three games to two, and the San Francisco Giants would beat the Reds three games to two in their Division Series. So every Division Series went the full five games, so all very competitive. In the Championship Series, In the American League, the Detroit Tigers made quick work of the Yankees, swept them in four straight. So maybe that that hurts a little bit to see that we were that close to beating the Yankees and then they get pulverized in the championship series. In the National League, the San Francisco Giants, a hard-fought seven-game series win over the Cardinals. And in the 2012 World Series, the Giants would make quick work of the Tigers, winning their second of three world titles. Remember, the Giants would win in 2010, 2012, and 2014. So every two years in that six-year span, they won the World Series. And uh, they would win this one pretty easily over the Detroit Tigers. So that is going to do it for this episode of the History of Birdland podcast. Just kind of piggybacking off of what I did last week's episode, recapping the entire 2012 season. Well, this was the recap of the playoffs of that year, the Orioles. Would finish, I guess, the playoffs three and three. They won the wild card game and then they lost the division series two to three. So a three and three postseason, very close games, very tight games. Orioles, I think, played pretty well for a team that hadn't been there in 15 years. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Next week, I'm going to recap the 1993 All Star game, the only All Star game to happen at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, and it happened when the ballpark was barely over a year old. So we're going to go over that and the pomp and circumstance and, of course, the famous home run derby where Ken Griffey Jr. became the first and so far only guy to ever hit the the warehouse in any kind of competition, home run derby or in-game or anything. He's the only one. 
So we'll recap the 1993 All-Star game. And also, an interesting aspect of that All-Star game is how that game ended. And if you're old enough to remember, Mike Messina was warming up in the bullpen. I mean, we'll dive into it next week, but he was warming up in the bullpen, acting like he was going to come into the game. And Blue Jays manager, all-star American League manager, Cito Gaston, just didn't put him in. And we'll get dive more into that story next week. So I want to thank you for tuning in again. My name's Andy Snakowski, Andy Snacks on Twitter, A-N-D-Y-S-N-A-K-S. You can hit me up on the show Twitter page, Birdland History on Twitter. You can email me at historyofbirdland at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. And again, next week's show, the 1993 All-Star Game.